0: Hey, welcome to our new groundbreaking 12 week live podcast series that delves deep into the heart of the hairdressing world, promising to change the way you view you and your salon experience forever. Hosted by the dynamic duo, myself and Mariana, two seasoned hairstylists with a passion for innovation and authenticity, this podcast is your guide to unlocking the power of change from the inside out. With candid live discussions, expert insights, and a touch of humor, myself and Marianna create a safe and inspiring space for listeners to embrace change, boost their self-esteem, and unlock their true potential. Are you ready to step into a world where hairdressing is more than just a service, but a path to personal growth and empowerment? Join me and Marianna on the this new series and be part of a movement that's changing the hair industry from the inside out. Your journey to renewed confidence and self-discovery starts here. So we're having a 12-part series. This is episode 11 called Archetypes. Archetypes are the ancient universal symbols that have woven themselves into the very fabric of our human psyche. Like timeless characters in our grand narrative of existence, they appear in myths, stories and dreams embodying fundamental aspects of the human experience from the hero's journey of courage and triumph to the wise sage wisdom and guidance archetypes are the are <clears throat> archetypes are the mirror through which we explore the depths of our own souls they resonate with us because they reflect the collective emotions desires and fears that have threaded their way through human history. Archetypes offer a profound understanding of our uttermost selves, guiding us as we navigate the complex labyrinth of life, helping us tap into our hidden strengths and empowering us to become the heroes of our own stories. In the world of archetypes, we find a language that speaks uh, the very core of humanity, transcending cultures and eras, reminding us in the tapestry of existence. Our own stories are just threads in the grand design. Let's get started. In the comments, let us know where you're from. And if you're watching live or you're watching the replay, uh, please share this live and make sure to heart it up to let know, let the social platforms know uh, how you're enjoying this content. So, what are three words that come to mind when you think um, archetypes? So, we're gonna start right now. We're gonna jump in. Uh, please feel free to comment as we chat and put your comments and questions uh, in the in the comments for Q and A. So, let's go. Let's welcome uh, Mariana, and we're gonna do a dive deep dive into archetypes so as we go into archetypes so we're already on number 11 so we only have one more after this in our 12 part series so i know archetypes probably thinking to say what the heck are archetypes so you're going to dive deep into the main ones what they're all about so let's get started
1: (laughs) good morning to you all and good evening for you in canada and america that are listening and to my australian tribe here in australia yeah archetypes and it's a really um it's a very interesting concept you know when i at the beginning when i sort of brought archetypes into um, into light of what we do as hairdressers there's a lot of questions as to like you know well, how does archetype how do the archetypes fit in with what we do and it is a very you know it's it's a, it's a therapy term and it, it it is established by jung And it has actually been threaded through um, theory in psychology and theory in transpersonal counselling and all of of these areas. But it's very evident that what we do with clients is very archetypal. And I just wanted to start off with something very simple for everybody so that you can understand archetypes from a personal perspective as a hairdresser. And the first thing I was going to say is that in my, From my perspective, I believe that there are four major archetypes that show up in the salon. So before we get into the subject, what I want to ask our listeners and our viewers this morning is just take a moment and feel into which archetype, which persona, I'm going to actually just put persona in right now, personality or character, that might help start softening you into understanding what archetypes are. Because remember, these podcasts are actually about us changing language and us upscaling our ability to understand other language and include other theories into what it is that we're doing to expand our knowledge base. So archetypes, persona, characters, we're just going to put them there for now. So in the salon, I believe that there are four major characters that show up in the salon, one of them first being the manager, the director, the owner, the leader of the salon. That's the first person. The second person, I just want you to just sit with and who are you as I'm sharing these? Who who, who shows up? Which persona are you as I'm reading this out? The second one is the artist, the extrovert, the socialite. The third one is the empath, the sensitive, the quiet one, the great listener, Um, the one that takes on usually a lot of emotional baggage from people and doesn't realise it. And the fourth one is the therapist, the great listener, the problem solver, the advisor, right? So these are the four these are the four major characters I believe that show up in our salon spaces, and there are more, but these are the main, the main ones. So, which one do you feel that you are right now? If you're listening or watching, put that in in the comments. That'd be amazing to have a conversation about it. Um, who do, who who is it that shows up in your persona in the salon in a individual? showing up and then in the dynamics of a team which is really important because we're going to look at this at the micro level first which is the individual and then i want to look at how archetypes expand into the macro um whole team situation and how if you've got overlapping personalities overlapping characters overlapping archetypes how sometimes they can clash in a salon dynamic and a team space, so this is these are really really important. And then we're going to take it into how we can actually identify archetypes in our clients and how archetypes actually enable us to transform our clients more authentically when we understand this. So this is these are really these are really like really tangible trans- transformative suggestions here and theories here that we're bringing into this and if we're doing if we're transforming clients from the inside out then we really need to understand the characters of these of these personalities that we're dealing with so um there is no comments at the moment no there's none so we're, we're actually i'm actually going to take it a little bit further and we're going to just take a look at it these the director for to begin with the person that runs the salon there's a, there's a There's a sort of a, um, there's an energy about the leader, you know, they're usually authoritative, they're usually um, strong, they're usually visionaries, they're usually leaders, they're usually, you know, they're the boss, let's just put it down, you know, they're the boss, they lead, they lead the team. And depending on the kind of character that you are, whether you're integral or, you are about targets and money and business, depending on what characters you actually attribute to this director, this leader that you are or manager, if you want to call yourself that, in the salon, depends on the kind of response that you're going to get from your team. So just just sit with that, like sit with that little piece, like what kind of a director, leader, manager are you? Are you integral? Are you target focused? Are you a combination of both? What, and what kind of response do you get from your team? How does your how does your team respond to you? Are they, you know, are they tense? Are they contracted? Are they open? Do you have really open, loving, you know, um, expanded conversations, like transparent, authentic conversations with your team, or is is are they strained? So these this is what I'm sort of like bringing in it based on the character that you are and how you show up depends on how you actually re- receive response and engagement from other people and a lot of times when this happens we we're, we're very quick to sort of point or project onto our teams onto our staff onto clients we project and go oh this person's this and this person's that and we don't take accountability for what we are so archetypes are the structure they are the understanding the characteristic and behavioral understanding of if you are within this persona if you are wearing this persona or you are this persona or have developed this identity, that there, there are certain characteristics that go within this. So I'm keeping it really simple here in terms of like, so we're looking at the identity, behavioural characteristics. This is what an archetype is. So when we're talking archetypes, we're talking about a collective known, usually very silent, not not talked about in general spaces um you know you know when you walk in you can identify the owner usually immediately because they have a stance about them they have an authority about them they're maybe in a suit or they may be they may be uh you know managing the place they're not maybe on the floor there is there is a certain stance about them there's certain there's a certain confidence about them, usually. That's sort of like part of the character of a leader or a um, or a director or a manager. And then, you, And if you look at the artists, like they're so usually easy to identify because they're usually extroverts, they're loud, they're social, they've got a party going on around them. They're, they're just this very social um attractive energetic they've got a character they've got identity they've got behavioral patterns within them that you can identify and you immediately go oh that's that's the artist that's 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 the stylist that's the that's 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 the energy right there and so what we're talking about here is identifying characteristics identifying behavioral patterns that we can actually put within an archetypal understanding so when we're talking archetypes when we say oh the artist you know exactly what i'm talking about immediately we don't need to go through the whole array of oh an artist you know is is an extrovert an artist is creative an artist is has is visionary an artist all of those things you immediately know so archetypal awareness actually gives you this foundational understanding of the character, the person, the identity that you're working with. So it simplifies when you're going in and working with a client, it enables you to simplify um, understanding who they are by knowing what archetype that they're actually carrying and sometimes transitioning out of. Like sometimes when we talked about rites of passage, you might get a client that is at actually at a transitional point in their life. They're moving through a rite of passage and they're shifting from one archetype to another. Example, they're moving from being a single person to a mother or a father. That is an archetypal transition. And understanding that, talking about the mother, a very general archetype to talk about. When you say the word mother, everybody already immediately says Nurturing. Um, comfort, um, support, um, compassion. These are the words that will come out and run out when you actually just say the word mother. Same as the same, the word father. Th- th- there'll be words that come out immediately that are associated to that archetype. So this is what we're talking about this morning.
0: Well, <laughs> I know for myself, <laughs> I didn't know being a salon owner, or that sort of thing people kind of always knew even if new people were coming in if you never uh, even not introducing yourself they always knew that oh that is the owner or for me even going out it's something i think you carry that you exude or radiate or something cuz even being in stores that i don't work at people would come up to me and assume i was a manager or an owner or and i think it's how you carry yourself it's like that type of person how you walk how you look how you dress like and why would people come up to me in a store I don't even work at obviously if I knew it I would just help them <laughs> but but not you know not working there but that's the thing I think in some like when you have your own salon it's it's that's a thing do you want to, people to know that you're the owner or do you want to build a a team so strong that the person coming in doesn't know who the owner is, but obviously the the owner carries some type of, 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 you know, energy with them, I believe.
1: Yeah, they do. And I, I, and I believe like it's innate as well. Like we have to really take a look at it. And at the moment, I don't believe there's a lot of awareness around these specific characteristics that are actually carrying out. They're, they're, they're just, they just show up in their authenticity and their organicness in the way that a team is built. But I'm like looking at it, it from a macro perspective. And if, if we had an awareness of... You know, in order to build a great solid team, we're going to start Mm -hmm. off with the team here. We're going to build a great solid team. Then having one of each of these characters in our team is going to actually create a really beautiful harmonious balance because you're going to Mm -hmm. have one of each character or more, depending. Like we also have support supporters which come Mm -hmm. in at this, which I haven't. It's the the hairdressing archetypal pattern for me is huge. I've only just picked a couple of them to actually share today on the podcast. Otherwise, we'd be here mm-hmm. for five hours, Brad.
0: Yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> go, going
0: through, going through all the different ones. Yes,
1: yeah, totally. Yeah. So, like, we're just going to talk. I'm just going to keep it really simple and just go. Okay, so if we're really looking at, if we're really looking at, um, say, for instance, a salon dynamic, and we have a manager there, as let's just keep it to the fore a manager an mm-hmm. artist a, a, like a, a lead stylist let's just mm-hmm. take that away from the artist to the lead stylist yeah they the head the head cutter they're mm-hmm. usually quite artistic and out there um, and then we have the empath which is usually I find a supporter a colorist a stylist a quiet stylist that actually mm-hmm. supports the um, artist usually. And then we have the therapist is usually the person that spends long times with their clients. It's usually in the color room I have found from my experience where clients are actually sitting there getting a balayage, getting foils, getting whatever they are, and -hmm. they're sitting in the chair for two to three hours getting a service. And those colorists become quite apt at becoming great listeners, great um, empaths as well. They actually bring that in, but they also they're usually advisors. They're usually when they their clients will actually start asking them, oh, what do you think about this? And what mm-hmm. do you think about that? So you know who you are. So imagine if you had one of each of these characters in your salon and the kind of dynamic that you would have, the kind of balance that you would have. And this is what we're looking at here with this new structure, this transformation of transforming our, our salons from the inside out and being mindful of having characteristics, archetypes that show up in each of our team members that are supportive and not destructive, which Mm -hmm. can sometimes happen if you have too many of the same archetype. If you've got too many artists in a room, you're going to end up with chaos. If you've got too many directors in a room, you're going to end up with chaos. If you've got too many empaths in the room, it's going to end up in chaos. If you've got too much of something, it's not going to be balanced. So, just wanted to start off our conversation there, in leading into the deeper stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and nobody wants uh, to a place with too many strong personalities because obviously strong personalities are going to clash, and and you know it's going to be in everybody's face. <laughs> strong personalities from the client strong personalities from the staff strong personality from the manager strong personality at the desk you know it's 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 that's a whole recipe for <laughs> disaster. No, good, exactly exactly
1: <laughs> um and i'm just i'm gonna, i want to take it a little bit further and do you show up in these in these characters these personalities organically or do you have to put on this suit when you walk when you get to the salon like you are you taking on and off we've talked about this when we're talking about where were we well in one of in one of the last podcasts we're actually Mm -hmm. talking about putting taking on and off identities yes you know putting on the hairdresser's suit to actually go to work and then when you're leaving you take off the hairdresser's outfit and you become another person which causes fractures and splits in the personality so we're really i'm really advocating that this doesn't happen and that we actually maintain in integral authenticity right through from beginning to end and we're not we're not a different person when we go home we actually remain fluid within that archetypes are a part of this this is a really big part of the archetypal pool that we're just Leading into at the moment, so another a little awareness that I want to bring in here. Do you put on the artist outfit when you go to work, and you're an artist at work, and you're an extrovert, and all the rest of it, and then you leave, and then you're you're an introvert. And are you when you get home? Are you if you're a manager or an owner? Do you actually become submissive at home, and you allow your partner or, or whoever you're with to actually manage the household and all the rest of it? So you're not really you're not really running that right through you're not actually it's it's a character that you're putting on it's not an authentic personality and this is this is the fine line that i want to i want to get to in terms of let's maintain integral authenticity right through our characters our personalities and our behaviors so that we don't create splits in our personality
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think a lot of people definitely change their, um, you know, their archetype. You know, they do what they have to do at work. I'm going to be bubbly. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be the greatest listener. I'm going to be the most amazing rock star, you know, hairstylist. You know and then at home their life is totally different. They're like, I'm so exhausted now because I've been so lively and happy and listening and all the things they said they were gonna do. Now they're exhausted from it because it's wasn't with their in it's now with their inauthentic self. So of course now that's wearing it's same with a manager, same with that. And and some I know I can understand like an owner, a manager, they're making decisions all day. Sometimes they want to go home and not have to make decisions. They want to you know, kind of pass that off to someone else and say, you know, Mm -hmm. I've been making hundreds of decisions all day. I need a break. And that's fine. If you discuss it with whoever's at home and say, this is my day. And, Mm -hmm. and I'm feeling now I went in a hundred, but now I'm about a 40 and I need you to pick up the 60 because I need to (laughs) disengage. You know, and it happens because a lot of us do that. You know, we go we go to work. You're like, I'm going to be pumped. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be this because we're all about the client. You're serving them, but you're also serving them inauthentically because you're going to wear yourself out a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. You know, by doing so. You know, mm-hmm. by by that mass, so to speak, or that we we we've been talking about, but we always talk about you know, being authentic, being in your authentic self and boundaries and things like that. But I think architects, it still filters into that as well because the architect that you are or that you choose or that you have, you know, I mean, they also require a certain amount of 100% authenticity and they also uh, need boundaries as well. So Mm -hmm. if you're a manager and you need certain boundaries, if you're a stylist archetype and you need a boundary, if you're a rock star stylist, um, you know, um, head cutter, head cutter, I don't know if you want to say that. (laughs) Like a a headhunter, but um, no, but, but, but it all, as I say, to make it work successfully, it has to all be in alignment because eventually it's going to break down somewhere. If it's, if it's not like, you know, you, it's not the person, but I think sometimes too, some people can be more than one archetype because they wear more than one hat in the salon as well. Like they're a manager, but they're also a stylist behind the chair. They deal with clients. They're also now taking appointments or hairstylists are now taking appointments. Now they're, so they're, they're kind of shifting a little bit. So it's where, where it is in that authentic archetype, you know, argue, is it 100% that uh, type or is it you you're 50% one type and 50% another type during the day? Does it alter? Does it switch? Does it go hand in hand? And can more, can one, more than one person have the same, have more than one archetype as well?
1: Yeah, they can. I, I will say they can. I believe that mm-hmm. they can, but I believe that also is the cause of burnout. You know, and and what I'm advocating here with um, this conversation is how do you embody a complete archetype and actually stay within that archetype and have it integrated? Because burnout actually comes from splits. Burnout comes from the putting on and off of the hats. You know, and trying to have these conversations around alleviating burnout creating boundaries where you know yourself implicitly and you go i mm-hmm. i can't do that role anymore because this role is exhausting me and it's not bringing me joy so it's like it's really about and i get that hairdressers put on multiple hats through the mm-hmm. day as being a manager and then being a stylist on the floor and then answering phones and but it's not something that we need to continue it's mm-hmm. not it's not something that needs to stay like for instance if you're working on the floor on a day and you you are the owner of the salon and you've got a mm-hmm. full book as well you can actually turn the phone off and put a mm-hmm. message tape on it and actually not answer the phone that day if if you work one on one with your clients mm-hmm. you can actually i'm not answering phones i'm not that you know doors closed it's appointment by appointment i'm seeing a client or you allocate somebody else to manage that mm-hmm. On yep. the day, and so, no, this—the hat that I'm wearing today—and this is what I'm actually really advocating here to alleviate burnout. The hat that I'm wearing today is this, and you make a conscious choice to say, "Today I'm the artist. Today I'm this. I'm the floor stylist. That's what I'm doing." And then another day, you go, "Today I'm actually going to step into running the business. Today mm-hmm. I'm going to run the floor, like, manage the staff, manage the team, manage the business part of everything," and you put that hat on. But when you're actually taking on and off hats all day long, that is burnout. That is extreme burnout. And hairdressers have been doing it for way too long mm-hmm. in order to um, keep maintaining that that level of exhaustion, that level of complication. On and off, in and out. Um, this this person, that person, and this is a split that I'm talking about. This is what mm-hmm. happens, Sona gets it becomes fractured and that's why when you go home you turn around to your partner and you go you know what i'm i can't i've, I've worn so many hats today i can't wear this hat and i hear this a lot mm-hmm. partners always get the, the worst end
0: <laughs>
1: <at> the <hairdresser laughs> when home. i've had so many people say to me say this to me they go i get home and i just i can't speak to my kids and i can't speak to my partner and i just i just want everybody just to be quiet and leave me alone because mm-hmm done all day is talk and it's like so your your partners are actually getting a completely different person when you go home you're not a mother you're not you're not a father you're not a a a partner you're not a husband you're not a wife you're not anything you're just exhausted and that's the burnout we're talking about so how do we actually balance this is what's so beautiful about archetypal awareness Mm -hmm. how do we balance who it is that we are and who it is we want to be and really step into the embodiment of that and own own that archetypal energy and go, this is who I am. And it doesn't shift from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to bed. It does not shift. Mm-hmm. And you try that for a day and see whether you'll have a much more pleasant day because you're not putting on and off hats, you're not exhausted by the end of the day and See what kind of relationship, if you have a partner, what kind of relationship you end up coming home to and how those conversations and that energy between you and a loved one actually are integrative or you're enthused about it you're not shutting them down and going hey make sure that that bottle of wines open for me when I get home because that's all I want to be talking to when I get there
0: <laughs> yeah but it, but it's stop like especially if you're in a corporate salon though they want you to be able to do everything it's not they a lot of salons unless they're higher end that where you're specialized only in color and that's all you do most want you to be able to do everything like So you have to be able to cut, be able to color, be able to foil, be able to balayage, be able to serve coffee, be able to answer the phone, be able to sweep up if you're not busy. They're demanding much more and in, in, in for a minimum wage, usually, if you're not in a holistic sort of format. But mm-hmm. if you're in a regular corporate format, they want you to do basically everything for minimum wage and, and tips, and, and most people, as I say, and, and that can freak some people out because, of course, a lot of stylists are going to say, yes, I can do that, even if they can't, because they want to get hired. But once they're in it, now they're shoved into this environment that they chose to put themselves in. And then because I've worked in environments like that where this girl said, yeah, I can foil. I can do all this. So and then she gets hired and then she gets booked to foil. She grabs me and runs to the back and says, I don't know how to foil. Can you show me? And it's like, um, well, you have a client here like right now. I'm like, why did you tell them you could when you obviously don't know how to, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it got resolved. But yeah, as I say, and that's part of being in your authentic self too and knowing what your archetype is. And if you're say, my archetype is I'm a colorist. This is what I do. Go in and say, I'm a colorist. I don't cut hair. I don't, you know, whatever. So they know that. So, and, and that'll make your choice where go to an upper salon that, depart, uh, you know, put each, um, in the department, like the hair department is divided up in between cutting, coloring, styling, you know, Mm -hmm. or as you say, even with aesthetics, they have the nail people, they have the skin people, right. So, and, or they have the body people. So then that way, you know, okay, I only like doing this stuff. This is what I'm going to do. So why do something you're not proficient in? Like I say, don't go for a job as a facialist when you love doing nails, and you not, or vice versa. You're a great facialist, but you're terrible at nails. <laughs> so then, of course, you get booked with nail, and then now all the complaints are coming in. You're not really satisfied because you, that's not your thing. But yet, you said I can do it. <laughs> you know, and then the and then the 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 owner archetype, owner manager archetype, you know, comes in. They have to like talk to you and and kind of resolve the issues. But a lot, I think being in your authentic self first in that archetype Mm -hmm. and going for things that are within that archetype, I think, kind of alleviate a lot of stuff before Mm -hmm. it even happens. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, authenticity is a really big conversation today, really is like we're, we've, you know, we're, we're at the end really of Mm -hmm. our, our conversation in terms of transformation. And authenticity has been 11 uh, 11 podcasts where we've actually been talking about and it's been the mm-hmm. thread it's been the most common thread and it's the most important thread because if we're not in our authenticity and mm-hmm. we're not actually managing ourselves in complete transparency and authenticity with what we're doing every day through everything, we're not able to embrace this holistic model that's coming through because mm-hmm. that is the holistic the holistic model is from from the inside of you. You can't actually adapt a holistic model and use it as a mask. You can't pretend mm-hmm. you're holistic if you're not authentic. So this is this is the bridge that I'm trying to, you know, we, we've been mm-hmm. talking about now for 11 podcasts. It's like you have yep. to be authentic in order to be holistic. You have to be mm-hmm. authentic in order to set your boundaries. You have to be authentic to Know what it is that your client is moving through or what right they're moving through or what how to hold space for that client. You need to be in your authentic self to know what your capacity is, to know the capacity of your container. Like these are really important things. If you don't know what you're, or who you are and how you show up in a space, you can't hold containers, holistic containers that we're talking about. It mm. will crack, they will fall apart. So and it's like understanding your energy, you know, like are you more feminine or are you more masculine energy? I and mean, I'm not talking about gender here, yeah? Like none of the conversations that we have, I've had are about gender. And I know there's a whole lot of stuff. So I'm just when I talk about masculine and feminine energy, I'm just talking about the energy. I'm not talking about the gender. I just want to be really clear about that so no one gets offended by this concept. <laughs> Because I know I know this is a sensitive subject, but there is a masculine and feminine energy. So if like if you're more if you're a male and you're more feminine in your energy and you're you show up in that feminine energy and you know this is who you are, and you're not being inauthentic about your femininity and you're exposing that. This is another aspect that I want to bring into this as part of the archetypal pool. Because you could be, say, for instance, you could be an artist in a in in, and a male but very feminine in that artist male which is a very different um, behavioral characteristic expression that shows up so what are the bit what are the pieces that make your authenticity what are the pieces that make up the unique magic of your authentic self in this archetype and this is this is another little, I'm just bringing in feminine masculine energy because that changes, that shifts the way that we show up in each of our archetypal sort of like characters, personas, you know, and this is another element to it. So are you bringing that in? Are you suppressing that? Are you Are you showing up as your complete authentic self in the energy that you are as well? So we're talking about behaviors and now we're talking about the awareness of that energy. What energy are you that you're bringing into the picture with this? And hairdressing is a super creative industry, super creative industry. And we've got an array of different personas and characters and archetypes and energies that show up in our industry that are, are, from, are from every realm, like every realm. I, I was almost going to say, you know, <laughs> we've got unicorns and we've And we've got fairies and we've got got all of these amazing characters that show up. And it's like does all of this magic of who you are, when we go back to our magic Mm -hmm. self back a few podcasts ago, is all of your magic showing up here? And are you confident and courageous enough to show up in everything that you are and everything that you're showing up? Because this is what actually allows the translation of authenticity between you and a client to start happening. Have I lost everybody in this conversation?
0: No, nope, I think okay. <laughs> everybody's here. It's it's just it's it's. Uh, I think it's a lot for everybody to take in because archetypes maybe is something that people haven't thought about before. Or who? What type of archetype am I? Um, because it's something totally new that. People that are in a holistic that want to go deeper or people that aren't holistic yet that want to go into more of a holistic model or some people may have never heard of archetype or maybe they have but they don't really know or they think of other other archetypes and there's a lot of them you know what i mean um you know I, like there's a healer there's the there's all different ones that you know and and to me that's part of energy as well like when i think feminine energy i think of nurturing healing caring those elements that's what i think of right um, and then masculine energy is is different than that right so masculine energy is more i'm going to say strength because female energy can have strength as well But also it's more logical, more uh, it's how you kind of look at things, I guess, too, um, and putting it in. Because I think with the archetypes, when you have that feminine, masculine energy around it, I think it just intensifies the archetype as well. Mm
1: -hmm. And I suppose that's the reason why I brought that in is like when when we're talking about Mm -hmm. archetypes and we're dropping in, it's like you also need to, before we even drop into it, what energy do you carry? because that's going to change. It will transform the way the archetype will show up. And what what I'm bringing in here as well is that this is where we dissolve judgment. This 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 is the line where the dissolvement of judgment actually comes in at play here because we're embracing authenticity. We're embracing the unique character of how someone shows up in their authentic, energetic self through that archetype. So this is what I love about this because it's actually a wide plethora Mm -hmm. of so many beautiful, unique translations of how someone will show up. And you being an observer, if we're actually looking at, you know, we're going back all the way back and actually what kind of an observer are you? Can you hold your own authenticity and allow somebody to completely unpack themselves in your space, in your container, I like to call it, and show all their colours without it affecting you? And this is the importance of actually holding and understanding and knowing and embodying your authentic archetype and going, this is who I am. So when someone shows up with theirs and they're unsure, you can still hold space for this unpack to occur. So this archetypes actually help you greatly with transforming a client really from the inside out. And from my experience of working with archetypal journeys, I've actually... I've actually initiated people, like I've initiated people into kings and into queens and into into princes and into all sorts of things, mothers, like transitional. If we go back to rites of passage and then we actually look at the transition that happens between from one archetype to the next archetype, that's a ritual. If we go back again to last week when we talked about ritual and the importance of ritual, this is what we're ritualizing. We are ritualizing a rite of passage and a transformation that somebody's moving through, moving into a new archetypal identity, and this is the celebration. I, I'm trying to keep this conversation as easy as possible. It is quite a complicated one, yeah. but it's, it's really powerful to know who you're working with, simply, and what's who's transitioning from what to what. And who you are in that in that story.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, this is it's different teaching this subject than it is just talking about it.
0: Well, of course, yeah, and people have to have an understanding of it as well. And say we've been leading up over the last, say, eleven weeks uh, to to this is part of it because we always say be your authentic self. But then again, who is your authentic self? It's obviously an archetype. So in in a sense that that once you know who your archetype is, then I think you can also expand your authenticity from that as well. If you know what your role is in the salon, then you know what attributes um, mm. to put that whether you're a manager, whether you're an owner, whether you're the shampoo technician, whether you're the person that greets at the the door, whether you're the you know the person that assists, whether you're the colorist, whether you're the perm technician whether you're the hairstylist whether you're the main rock star hairstylist like mm-hmm. so there's there's all different things that kind of come with each of these archetypes and that kind of define you um and and where you're kind of where your status is in the <laughs> like you said king queen print you know what i mean all that kind of stuff where are you in the so which which part of the body are you in the well-oiled machine of the salon because one can't work with the other without the others, and and like Mariana said before, if your shop had at least one of each of these, as opposed, you don't want five people all the same, because all those five the same are going to be butting heads at a certain point, <laughs> if they're all strong in their their personalities, sort of thing. But and and that's maybe one thing that owners should kind of look at too: how can I build a great archetypal team with these types of people that I need and how can I mold, educate, mentor, um, that sort of thing as well that kind of helps them come into their own archetype.
1: Yeah, it's – it's it's. it's I'm, I want to use an example. Mm-hmm. So you've got a client that's shown up and um, she's just told you she's pregnant We're just going to have a case study, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think this is the most this is the most relative case study that we can use. And I think this is a a case study is going to be perfect in this situation here. So we've got a client that's shown up. She's been a um, she's been a CEO of a company for ever and a day, and she's been this very masculine, energed. Woman that's been working powerhouse CEO corporate da 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 da. Where's the suits da 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 has sharp haircuts all the rest of it. She comes in she sits in your chair, chair chair and she tells you she's pregnant and she's having a baby. So this is this is this is. I just was sitting there going how can we explain this so that it makes mm-hmm. sense in the chair? Um and she ta- and all of a sudden you look at her and she's different. She's not she's not her corporate go, 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 get, 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 coffee, 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 let's go, phone on the phone. She's actually softened. There's Mm -hmm. something about her that's changed. There's a glow. There's a softening. There's a quietening that's actually happened to her. There is obviously a very physical as well. Maybe she's showing a little bit because Mm -hmm. she's pregnant now. Um, Her conversations have changed. She's now talking about baby clothes and Baby names, and she's talking about. So this is like this transitional moment. This is when one person is moving out of an archetype. This is the archetypal story, mm. moving out of the corporate CEO archetype, and then they mo- she's been, moving into mother and the mother archetype and preparing for it. So if you understand what the characteristics and the behavioral patterns are associated with a corporate. And how to actually communicate with somebody that's in that mindset. This is not saying that you're being inauthentic. This is just about you understanding the plethora of characteristics and behaviors that are associated with certain archetypal patterns. And then they're shifting into mother. And you you go, oh, I understand. I understand the language of mother, the archetypal mother. And I can speak to my client in that language. Because she's shifting. But what you've actually become aware of, there are a couple of things that have happened here. Your client is actually moving through a rite of passage. She's actually being initiated out of, I'm not saying she stopped working, but she's actually moving from, from being a corporate CEO person as to how you relate with her because you're not at work with her, she's your client, to moving into being a mother. So the shift, the transition, the rite of passage that you're actually moving through with that client is that she's actually stepping into mother. So the way that you're relating with her is going to change. And having this information really supports how you can address, how you can relate, how you can engage, how you can also drop into visionary with this woman because her hair might change the way she wants to present herself might change it might soften she might actually go i want to grow my hair a little bit longer now Mm -hmm. so this is all part of the behavioral characteristics of what's going on when someone's transitioning and if i'm explaining it in this way it's like it feels like oh that is important to know like you really take a look at it and go that's really important to know because the more you're informed as a hairdresser of understanding the behavioral patterns and the characteristics that somebody's actually shifting in and out of the more professional you can show up with your client in being able to really help them transform and transition in an internal and external way not just oh okay, let's just grow your hair longer and give you a trim today without any association to the behaviour and the characteristics that are changing in that process. Mm-hmm. So that's what, what's so important about archetypes.
0: Exactly. And, and she, if she's in corporate and then no longer now in corporate, her needs are going to change. She's not going to need the same as she did before. She's not going to spend whatever time per day once, once the you know arrival comes, that you know what I mean. She's not going to be wanting to blow dry, a curling iron, hot tools, a product, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And especially too, if you're in a thing where you're not your but you're not as comfortable in your body because now you have more aches and pains than you did before. You have more cravings than you had before. The last thing, usually, I think on anyone's list, I think it's in your mind. You want to look better, but you just feel that. <laughs> that's the last thing on your list right in the moment is having to do your hair, take care of your hair, do all that kind of stuff. So if a hairstylist can help with that and guide, and like you said, not point out the obvious, but just say, Hey, why don't we grow your hair out? Why? Cause you know, eventually it's going to be easier to maybe do a ponytail style or something like that. That might be easier for your client as they're transitioning and the rite of passage going through that journey, because Mm -hmm. now they're not the same corporate, archetype now they're the mother archetype which now changes the same same person but obviously too we change every day we have different facets we learn new information and of say she got the news or maybe she's showing now that changes her so i think too you can pick up like you said the the client is glowing she's so there's certain things you can notice and she's not complaining say how could this happen or she's uncomfortable with it and it's like this is the wrong timing so that's gonna you know kind of indicate to you where she's at obviously this client thinks it's a beautiful joyful experience and wants to go through that and wants to go to through the transition of being a corporate leader to being a mother and guiding in a different way
1: Mm -hmm. i'm i'm I just want to point out, you pointed out something really important here, but Mm -hmm. it's a a much deeper conversation and we're talking about shadows. So when Mm -hmm. when we're learning this subject, it's like we we do delve into shadow with it. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's the light. I just want to bring into light with everybody. There Mm -hmm. is the light and there is the shadow of an archetype. There is the light version of an archetype, which is I'm becoming a mother. I'm positive. Yes, Mm -hmm. this is a conscious choice. I'm moving into this. And then there's a shadow, which you just shared before, Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is bad timing. I wasn't prepared for this. I wasn't planning this. And that the shadow and I just so like there's different behavioral attributes that you're going to need to show up in based on whether it is in the light or in the shadow how do you prepare yourself to move into those kind of conversations how do you um how do you navigate if you do have a client that's sitting in the chair going I'm pregnant and I really didn't want this and Mm -hmm. I just I just I don't know what I'm going to do now and I've got this baby coming and they're really avoidant Mm-hmm. with their experience and you might you might have a person like that sitting in your chair so again understanding the light and the shadow of a character of a character or a, or an archetypal shift helps you sort of like go, okay so i'm going to use this kind of line of conversing or i'm going to use this kind of space holding with this client mm-hmm. i'm going to let the client talk today and, and I'm going to listen because the client needs to actually unpack within your boundaries, of course, mm-hmm. where they're not dumping. So let's just be very clear about this because some clients can actually vent on their hairdressers and then hairdressers end up with being dumped on and they have to mm-hmm. carry that for the rest of the day, which is also not a healthy boundary to uphold where you're you're being done that to, so still keep the boundary and if it exceeds your boundary if they are dumping and they are venting you can call it and just go it feels like there's a lot going on here for you and i'm just going to i'm just bringing in the shadow here feels like there's a lot going on for you and maybe you know you should speak to somebody that can hold space with you about that Mm -hmm. because i don't have those tools so there is a limit to where we can go, and archetypes can go in a very, in a therapy sense. It can go very deeply where you're really transforming somebody from the inside out, but we're not talking about it going to that depth. What we're talking about here is understanding the characters of a person, shifting from one to another, and identifying those behavioral patterns and those characteristics so that you can actually embrace and enhance the magic just like you were saying before Brad it's like if a woman's moving from corporate into becoming a mother she's going to want a different haircut and this is where it all comes down to she's going to need something easy she's not going to need a high maintenance hairstyle to take to do every morning because she's got a baby now and that's just not going to work so you, these are things that you need to factor in in terms of, oh my client's shifting from this to that okay I need to actually adapt And adapt a different mindset as to how we're going to reflect this woman or man into their authenticity and the right that they're moving into and the new archetypal pattern that they're actually adapting to which may take time and you may need to plan it i mean a woman's Mm -hmm. pregnant for nine months so you could actually spend those nine months actually preparing your client. This is what's so beautiful about these journeys. You can actually, each time she sees you or he sees you, you can actually prepare them in each session and use that archetypal drop-in, the transition from one to another. You can use those nine months to prepare your client in that way. So you're not like going, you know, from that to that immediately, which actually causes trauma
0: mm-hmm. in a
1: you can just take a time go on a journey maybe even map, map it out with them and go okay we've got nine months how about we start with this and we can move you know into this and into that and gradually work you into it could be changing someone's color like having something that's low maintenance where you don't have to have regrowth done every four weeks because they're not going to have the time for it. Let's start working you, you know, slowly gradually working your way into a low maintenance hairstyle. And that's how archetypes really, really help. They really, really, really help.
0: Mm -hmm, Exactly. And especially a lot of them too, if they're, their color is a big one transitioning from, you know, uh, to having color done to now I want to be all natural. I wanted my natural grays to come out. I don't want to color anymore. So too, when you're kind of taking them from, unless they want to do a whole pile of corrective work in one day, it's going to take a few sessions to take them to get rid of that demarcation line, especially if they've been doing it for years. It's a heavy, dark color. That's kind of, and now they're all gray or white but they've been doing a really dark tone, you need to take that transition because to just, because a lot of people say, I want to go my natural color. You take that time and you take them back gray. They're still kind of, for some people, they don't think it's them or they're in that shock stage, Mm. you know, or it's like, I don't want gray anymore. I just want to be dark. And all of a sudden they go dark and they're not ready for it. (laughs) <laughs> because that changes them same if you're dark and now you're a redhead, or now you like your highlight color. so you want your whole head to be the highlight color. But the thing is with a highlight color, you have a contrast that goes against it, which blends it in, which makes it easier. you know, but it's say, if you're just that platinum blonde all over now with no contrast, mm-hmm. then that that kind of I think adjusts too to the the personality, the type of person they are by their color is it a subtle color is it a bold color is a fantasy color is it that sort of thing too and i think with working with clients and and knowing what their type is like does this fit into their type it's the same when clients say do anything you want which never means do anything you want it always means do whatever you want within my parameters or limitations right that's really what they mean or within my boundaries Mm-hmm. So, and if you know if they were like cut it short and short to them is half an inch off, not half an inch left, you want to make sure that you understand that, or they're gonna change their archetype pretty quick <laughs> and yeah. uh, into the into a shadow type, you know. <laughs>
1: Very quickly, and also trauma, like let's bring in that, you know, like the the in awareness, yeah. like you were just saying, Brad, the the not aware of the transitional periods Mm -hmm. like actually creating room for transition to occur this is like Mm -hmm. psychologically this is actually a really big this is where trauma actually lives Mm -hmm. and really planning having this kind of holistic awareness of planning the the journey of your client so that trauma isn't activated and that alignment Mm -hmm. and preparation psychologically emotionally and physically are actually Factored into the whole experience with your client. And this is this is the holistic way of looking at it, like not fracturing a client's identity and personality and preparing your client for the transition. And that's why when you when a client comes to you and says, Hey, I'm I'm becoming a mother, immediately that's it, that's that's a sound, that's a sound for you saying, My client's transitioning, I need to start adapting a different mindset. And journey preparation for my client and it's something that you need to discuss with your clients you need to sit down again a holistic model you sit down with them you have a deep consultation about their experience of okay so how are you feeling what's going on for you what are you experiencing right now how would you actually like to journey through this transition the language that you're using from Mm -hmm. being a corporate to a mother how can I support you in transitioning into this new stage of your life, the new language that we're using here? How can we use this time for you to actually transition into becoming a mother? And how are we going to reflect that? How would you, how, how would you like to be reflected as a mother? Another new language here. How, how does the mother, what does a mother look like for you? What does your mother look like for you? How would you like to reflect the mother within you? New language here. So you're actually having very consensual conversations with your client that's very exposed and very authentic. That's, this, is, this, this, this kind of conversation is what creates alignment and magic. These are the conversations that create alignment and magic in your clients because you're giving your client permission to completely acknowledge this transitional phase that they're in and the embarkment of stepping in. It's not like oh, I'm becoming a mother, you don't go to that salon because it's too funky. No, you're actually embracing this change with your client and it, you're making it inclusive. It's very important because some people are uncomfortable with transition. So mm-hmm. what language are you, you utilising? What language, what methods, what communication styles and tools are you bringing in? To relate with your clients, to allow this unencumbered transitional journey that your client's moving through to feel embraced and welcomed. This is mm-hmm. this is really important part of really embracing holistic methods and holistic transitions with from, oh, you're becoming a mother? I'm gonna, I'm gonna use abruptive comp. <laughs> Oh, you're becoming a mother. Cool. Okay. Well, um. So, how would you like to reflect that? That's a that's a that's very abrasive communication. Mm-hmm. That would actually put somebody in defence and not in opening. But if you speak in this way, potentially, this is just a suggestion. Oh, wow! You're transitioning through a new phase in your life. How exciting! What does that look like for you? How can I support you? That 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 kind of language opens up a person's heart, a person's soul, it relaxes their shoulders, they're not contracted, they're not apprehensive about because they might there might be apprehension about this transition, and they feel welcomed and embraced by you. So there's support that's kicking in, and it's a journey. Remember, you're going on, you're on a journey with your client. It's not. A haircut It's a journey, especially if you look at the clients you've had for years and years and years. How many transitions have you moved through with your clients? Mm-hmm. How many archetypes have your clients moved through that you've supported? Maybe not consciously, but you have supported them from one to another.
0: Exactly. And one thing, communication is very important. As you say, if you're in a salon, the client says, you know, maybe they're whispering to you or they're keeping low. Oh, I'm pregnant. And you're like, wow, congratulations. But you don't even know yet how they feel about it. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to put that and assume that it's great news because it may or may not be. So mm-hmm. when you bring them back to your chair and you have the conversation, and then, like Mariana said, then you talk to them. How are we going to proceed? Let's develop a plan, or whatever it may be. But I think too, yeah, before you kind of make an assumption when they tell you some news, know how they feel about the news first <laughs> that they're 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 telling you, and then you'll know your next next steps, right? Um, especially too, if you're not really watching body language or tone in the voice or expression on their face or you know, maybe they haven't told anybody yet and nobody knows. And you're the first one they're telling. So they don't even know how they feel because they bought a test at the drugstore and it said, you know, but maybe it's a false positive. Who knows? <laughs> so, and and then they come back the next time and say, oh, when I told you this, now it's, you know, this is what happened. So that's why, as I say, yeah, you kind of have to balance too and, and kind of go with with those sort of things so we're we're an hour in if anybody's watching now we're talking about our archetypes so um marianne has gone through the top four sort of things. so marianne if you just want to go through again for anybody joining kind of later in the program and if we covered or we missed anything or what we still need to cover
1: um well we've been talking about like how archetypes show up in hairdressers and the I've just plucked four out of um, my um, theories and one of them is the director the other one's the artist the other another is the empath and the therapist. So these are just archetypal characteristics that um, I show up in the salon in a general sense um, and and I'm using these archetypes for salon operators and it's it, it helps us identify, with who it is that we are and how it is that we show up and what behavioral characteristic patterns that we have associated and developed within these archetypal these personalities. Let's just archetypal personalities. Let's just let's just be in those two for now to support mm-hmm. people in understanding and integrating the archetypal language. So the personality that you are. This actually in identifying these um, archetypes, these personalities within you helps establish and expand the authenticity of who it is that you are and this is the most important thing because if we're running an authentic holistic salon understanding the role that you play in that space in that team within that within that community that tribe that you've got in your space is really important in terms of how clients actually associate with you and which clients you can actually choose to work with in that knowing and if you're an artist, for instance, you're going to want to work with a certain kind of clientele. And if you know that about yourself, you'll attract that kind of clientele to you. And that's what's really important about understanding your personality, your characteristic, your archetypal Truth, authenticity in terms of how you're working in a collective. And then when we're bringing and we're also talking about how that shows up with a client. Understanding transitions, having great observation skills, nonverbal skills, which I really want to bring up with what you're saying about communication, which I've weaved in here. But again like really identifying the non-verbal cues that a client is expressing to you without saying anything and being attentive enough and present enough to pick that up so you can start making up the picture because sometimes clients are moving through something and they're unaware of it and it's your job to actually pay attention be present pay attention to what's shifting so that you can actually help transform your clients as authentically as possible by observing them in totality, not just having a projected idea of who you think they should be and projecting that onto them. You're allowing them to inform you. You're allowing them to unpack the personality, the characteristic, the transition that they're moving through through their own lens. This is a very important part this is a very important tip here is like are you projecting your idea onto them or are they have they got enough room to share with you their perspective their Hmm. image their idea of themselves
0: of course yeah and everybody has their own idea of what they think they look like (laughs) <laughs> to themselves, to others, to, you know, so what they see in the mirror may not be the same thing that you see. And and even in salons, lighting can be that too, because you say, oh, your color is beautiful. And they're like, my hair is red. Like they have a blonde, but they're like, my hair is red. Because that's all they see. But it may be the lighting that's on there. Um, and as I say, some people, they could be platinum and they'll still see red or gold or brass. It's, it's like what they kind of associate with as well. But as I say, and for us, it's about bringing what's on the inside of them, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to what what externally is out there as well. Because I say, one thing that came to my mind was you want, what is it? An inner winner and not an outer shouter. So an inner winner is inside. They're like, yes, this is what I wanted. So it's nonverbal. But, but then on the external is the dark shadow side. That's where the the outer shouter is like, what did you do to me? I see red in my hair. The positive part of that is the inner winner and outer shouter is the inner winner. It's like, yes, they gave me what I wanted. The outer shouter is I absolutely love this. I got to tell everybody to come to you, <laughs> you know? So that's the the, the, the two I think you kind of want to always have. So that's when the inner matches the outer and the outer matches the inner, and you've you've hit it spot on. And and just because you hit it once means you'll probably have to hit it again, 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 because as this c- client goes through their life, they're going to change, and their taste is going to change. So you have mm-hmm. to make sure that even you nailed it that one time, maybe the next time now, they they want something totally different, or they're mm-hmm. in a different place, or they had something unexpected happen, and now they need to change their way of how they do hair or or how they have to do their hair sort of thing. Like in the example of, you know, getting pregnant sort of thing. Now that changes a person's lifestyle. So it's not just their hair, but also hair changes during that time as well, as Mm -hmm. well as physical changes during pregnancy, depending on what trimester they're in, you know, they're going to, it's going to be thick and full or it's all going to fall out, you know, and which stages you're in. Same if you have any kind of thing, or you're diagnosed with certain things where they lose hair, or you have to shave the head. That's also something too, and that also is associated with identity, trauma, all that kind of stuff as well. So, so, and their archetype archetype now is going to change. Maybe they were in a strong, powerful position. Now they're, the position they're in now, or their archetype now, has changed, or they were in a in a a corporate management job, but now they have to take care of their parents. So now they have the role of the healer or the role of something else, right? So it's, it's and and we deal a lot with that all the time. So, and maybe they don't have the same amount of time they used to with their hair. So now we also have to adapt to and guide them with their journey. And I think that's what we are. I think Mary, and I mentioned that before, that we are there to guide them. Not say tell them what to do, but we're there to guide them because we're not licensed therapists. We're not, you know, so you don't want to give somebody advice or your opinion and, and it backfires on you. That's the last thing you ever want to do.
1: Yeah, we're not, we're, like guide is a very operative word yeah. here that we're actually really talking to and we're really becoming guides into that and becoming a really um, authentic and, and um, empowered guide is somebody that's got amazing observation skills and presence and that is like having the ability to notice you know like what your client's moving through what what's happening to your client and even noticing it in in their body language and their characteristics and how they're showing up knowing like if you've been working with a client for a long time you know if someone's actually having a bad day you would know mm-hmm. that about them because you've spent enough time with them to understand their body language, to know that if they're feeling sad or they're feeling up or they're feeling whatever it is that they're feeling, you've already established a, um, a file, I like to call, on that client. But if we, you're just going by the old file all the time and projecting that file onto them, you're not actually allowing for an adventure to occur you're not allowing for the transformation of a client and they might not be going through a major transitional phase from going from a corporate leader to a mother you know they might they might just be going you know what i'm done with who i am i'm i'm tired of waking up to this you could get something as simple as that i know i've had that a million times i'm tired of being this person I'm tired of showing up with this haircut and being this person. I'm tired. I need to change. Boom, operative word. I need to change. They're moving through a transition, but it might not be completely an archetypal shift. It could (laughs) potentially just be a personality upgrade, you know, where they're just like I'm feeling like, you know, perfect example, like you were sharing before. I'm feeling like I just want to get brighter, It's summertime. Mm -hmm. I want to go brighter. I want to feel like there's more light in my face. Why do you want to have more light in your face? And this is like this is so tell me, what what is what is having more light around your face make you feel? This is this is the kind of language that we're talking about. This is still an archetypal shift. This is Mm -hmm. still an archetypal shift that's going on, but it's understanding the subtlety. Now this is a subtle archetypal shift. It's like I just want to go from being a brunette to a blonde. Okay, so tell me about this transition. Tell me about what's going on for you. What's happening in your world where you want to be lighter? You know, this is, this is psychological. This is something that's going on very deeply with your client. And if you just spend enough time in the communication, the consultation phase, to understand what's really going on with them, you can transform them in the most amazing way. That's not it might not be as dramatic as they've had it in their head until you've had this conversation with them. And they might have had this idea. I just want to go from black to platinum blonde. Mm-hmm. And it might not be that dramatic, you know, when you actually have the conversation. It might be like, Oh, let's 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 transition into blonde. You know, let's let's go on a journey with this transformation. And they might go, Yeah, actually, yeah, I hear that because. You're guiding the transformation. You're the professional guide to the transformation, and again, it's up to the client. But you are the professional. They've come to you for your professional advice. So if you see that it would be much better set if they take this going from dark to blonde over three or four sessions, then that's what you guide them with. And you and the, why. Why do you want to take your time doing this? What's the purpose? What's going on? It's because of what you've noticed is going on with them. And that if you go from brunette to blonde, trauma could occur. They might not be ready for it. There might not have been enough prep time, psychological prep time I'm talking about here, identity prep time personality prep time to prepare for this transformation so when you're shifting from one to another it's really important that everything is in alignment with it and alignment is what causes the magic and not cause trauma
0: exactly and there's as you say like it it is psychological when they want to change so when you discuss with them more deeper Um, because you don't want to have to do all that transformation, take them from a box black to like a, a, a platinum over three to four sessions. And then, and these aren't short sessions. These are like hours long. Um, and then, and then you do all that work and now they decide, Oh, I think I want to go back Brown again. After you did all that work, maybe going deeper, you could say, what about trying or some, some, uh salons or or professionals they have some wigs or toppers or that sort of thing why not let them try it on and say let's see you in these colors or 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 suggest that they go somewhere try it on see it feel it is it you because if we go and do all this work and then we go and have to color you back and then going back and forth back and forth because you'll get some people too oh, it's too dark. Now it's too blonde. Now it's uh, now a couple more low lights. Now I need more highlights because I don't like the low lights. You know what I mean? You, you want to know where they are or why are they so indecisive about like, as you say, like, what's too light, what's too dark. And you may have only added one foil and then they're like, it's too dark or too light sort of thing. So, so it's really knowing, knowing their, their type. So another, so it's, um, Another episode is, is gone really quickly again. So as uh-huh. we kind of wrap wrap up, um, is there any final notes you would like to add, Mariana, on archetypes?
1: Um, just everything that we've spoken about over the last 11 episodes now is about really identifying transformation. That's That's just what I want to end with. And we're ending with archetypes because it is the last little nugget that really enables the awareness of what transformation looks like and how do we embrace the power that we have when we're working with clients and i'm talking about the power of knowledge the power of awareness the power of consultation the power of communication within those consultations the power of presence the power of of Embracing the uniqueness and the individual that's sitting in front of you and transforming them at their most authentic self by having these tools in awareness. So this journey we've been on is a transformational journey that we've been on over these last 11 episodes to to embrace this new modality, this new thought process of how do we transform people authentically Um, yeah. So, in, and it go back and listen to the eleven podcasts from the beginning to now, and see what what has actually transformed in you. This is who are you now after these eleven podcasts? Like, who are you now? And that was the our intention was this was a transformative journey with everybody. And I'm I'm curious to know. What you've actually gotten out of the 11 podcasts that we've actually shared and how they've transformed you, how they've informed you, how they've expanded you and how different, if at all, have your sessions become from these um, 11 podcasts as well? Like what's changed in your world from them?
0: Yeah, that would be amazing to hear from everyone. Um, you can always comment below wherever you're watching or listening. You can also follow us on social media. Um, at Instagram, you can follow me at Brad Celebrity Hairstylist and Beauty Industry Cruises as well, um, which is this episode has been brought to you by, and that's at Beauty Industry Cruises on Instagram. Mariana, if you want to head to her website, um, it's headed. Um, head Dot com dot au. Um, she's going to talk a little bit about what head ed is, what you're going to learn, uh, when it's coming up, how you can get signed up, uh, that sort of thing as well. Uh, before we do that, I just want to say thank you, everyone. Uh, if you have any questions on today's episode or would like to be a guest or have a show idea, you can email uh, hairstylist empowerment podcast at outlook.com. So I'm going to hand it over to Mariana, and she's going to talk about head ed and evolve
1: with you. Yeah, Evolve for 2024, everybody, really exciting. So if you've really enjoyed listening to these 11 podcasts, um, then you'll really enjoy delving deeply into Evolve, which is going to kick off on the 1st of February in 2024. It is 12 months. It's a module a month. And we dive deeply into all of these subjects that we've spoken about over the last 11 podcasts and even more. And you really get to embody the knowledge and to work through the knowledge through my unique map processes that help you create alignment with the knowledge and the somatic experience the physical experience of embodiment through this as well evolve is amazing it's actually it is the leading into the knowledge the curriculum into becoming a holistic mindful stylist i believe this is where we need to go in terms of embracing being a holistic stylist so if you're interested in becoming an evolved hairdresser please go to me at www.headed.com.au and follow the Evolve link and book your discovery call with me today. And let's have a chat. Let's have a chat and see if you're ready to evolve in 2024. (laughs)
0: Wow, I'm sure they're going to sign up right away because who wouldn't want to transform from the inside out? So uh, something that I mentioned before is this, uh, today's episode is brought to you by uh, Beauty Industry Cruises. So it's powerful education and beautiful destinations. One of those destinations is this January. We're going to be in Australia. Mariana and I uh, will be in Australia. It's a five-day event. Which we're going to have. So the days on land, uh, you are free to explore Melbourne, which we leave from, and then we go to the most sustainable places in Hobart. We have an overnight there. So and then the days we're at sea. Um, those are our education days. Our days to like reflect look in the mirror see ourselves as we truly are and really make sure that our insides match our outsides this is your time for uh, the word that comes to mind to me is rebirth so it's your time to kind of you know reinvent rebirth reform re re you know choose choose the right archetype archetype For you. You know what I mean? And then come June, we'll be in the Mediterranean as well. So you can go there at www.beautyindustrycruises.com. You can check out all the information. So our uh, cruise event will be January 27th to February 1st. So it's coming fast. So you want to make sure that you get signed up, you get your cabin booked. Um, The great thing is, we're going to be on Virgin Voyages Resilient Lady, uh, which is a brand new ship from Virgin. Richard Branson's uh, newest ship that's just kind of launched. And the great thing is they have 20 plus special eateries that are all included. um, Your entertainment's included. Um, They have yoga, they have meditation, they have, um, Pilates, they have all kinds of stuff. Um, the group workouts are all included as well. Your free basic beverages are included, free Wi Fi, basic Wi Fi is included. So basically, everything that you need is already included in the one price already. So we'd love to see everybody there the same. We'd love to see everybody as we come to our next episode, our final wrap up episode number 12. So if you haven't, uh, seen all of them you can always go back you can always watch and then get caught up and that sort of thing and we'll kind of wrap everything up in our last final one so and just to say uh because here in canada and u.s the times have changed so in in australia the time is the same it's mondays 9 a.m but now for us it's 5 p.m eastern standard time instead of six so that's so the time works out that way now even though our time is back, we're still later, and <laughs> it, it all it all makes sense. So, um, yeah, that's it's yeah. So I want to thank everybody for watching. I thank for joining. It was a little bit quiet tonight, but that's okay. We can always have some quiet. I guess they were just in awe of all the information that they were all absorbing in, <laughs> and they can't wait till next week. I want to thank everybody for joining us, and we'll see you next time.